Well, sir, it's early evening as we enter the small house, halfway up in the next block now. And here in the living room, we find Mr. Victor Gook and young Mr. Rush Gook. This latter individual is established at the library table, where he vigorously plies pencil to paper. Vic, athwart the Davenport, in an attitude of ease, scans the newspaper. He puts it aside now, regards his son a moment, and remarks... You're most industrious this evening, smokescreen. Yeah. What's the nature of your occupation? I'm making a list of the individuals with whom I enjoy a speaking acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Major Scott made a list of the individuals with whom he enjoys a speaking acquaintance. And by George, you'd be startled at the number. Who is it? Guess one. By speaking acquaintances, you refer to people... People you say hello to. Mailman, guy that comes to look at the gas meter, conductor on the West Market Street streetcar, you know... I suppose you include your friends. Yeah, and also relatives. Anybody on earth you say hello to when you meet them on the street is a speaking acquaintance. Mm -hmm. Guess how many individuals with whom Nicer Scott enjoys a speaking acquaintance? Well, let's see. 200? No. 300? Ridiculous. How many? 655,921. He's got their names wrote down in black and white. There's not that many people in Peoria, Rockford, Moline, Springfield, Decatur, Hey, Dad. you want your shoes to hop off and hit the ceiling? Huh? You want your undershirt to explode in a million pieces? No. I found out something this afternoon that'll make your Sunday hat turn green. Sonny, hadn't you better take your algebra upstairs? There's going to be talking going on. I finished my algebra. Finished it? Miss Monroe gave us a very brief assignment for tomorrow. Very, very brief assignment. What are you doing there? Studying some of your other lessons? I'm making a list of the individuals with whom I enjoy a speaking acquaintance. You're going to enjoy a speaking acquaintance with something you won't like if that report card don't show better marks next time. Mm. I've changed my mind, kiddo. I want my shoes to hit the ceiling and my hat to turn green and my undershirt exploded. Ruthie Stimbottom is not acquainted with Miss Harris. No? No. They've never been introduced. They enjoy a speaking acquaintance, don't they? No, they've never even so much as nodded at each other. Hi, George, Mom. You've brought up a topic which fits right in with the conversation. Gavier and myself were speaking about individuals... You could have run over my big toe with a coal wagon, and I was so astonished. Mm. Here's how I found out about it. Ruthie and I were downtown today, and talking along about this and that on the way home, she says, Say, how's Miss Harris's cold? I says, golly, I meant to run over and inquire, and it slipped my mind altogether. Ruthie says, I happened to think about her having such a bad cold when I was polishing furniture this morning. And it kind of halfway worried me with so many sick with flu. She's such a jolly active woman, I hate to see her not feeling good. Mm-hmm. Understand now, it was Ruthie made that speech. Mm-hmm. I says, well, if it bothered you, why didn't you telephone? She says, how could I... I'm not acquainted with Miss Harris. Huh. <laughs> 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 Darn to thing you ever heard of. Huh? <laughs> Darn to thing you ever heard of. <laughs> I says, what do you mean you're not acquainted with Miss Harris, Ruthie? She says, why, I mean just that. We've never been introduced. (laughs) Darndest thing you ever heard of. You could have chopped off my nose with a pound of butter. Mm -hmm. Uh By George, these pile up. Your list is speaking acquaintances? Yeah. Look here. Two pages, chuck full of names. How many did you say were on Nicer's list? 655,921. 
Nicer Scott knows that many people? He knows them well enough to say hello to. Oh, he's got it all wrote down in black and white. Rush, old buggy whip. Think a minute. The figure you just quoted so glibly is more than 20 times larger than the figure representing the population of this whole city. The individuals with whom Nicer enjoys a speaking of Queens ain't restricted to just this city. Does he know everybody in Minneapolis and St. Paul? I believe their combined populations amount to about 600,000. By George, he's got an uncle in St. Paul. With whom he enjoys a speaking acquaintance, I presume. Sure. And he's got relatives in Mena, Arkansas, Cleveland, Ohio, Somerset, Kentucky, and Sheridan, Indiana. Hmm. No joke, and they really count up. But just look at how many I've gotten. Only been writing down names about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Ain't just a darn thing, no? About Lucy and my hair? Yes. Oh, you could have took a dish mop and elected me king of Peoria. Mm. How long have we lived in this house? Seven years? Mm, close to eight. Lived in this house eight years, and I met Miss Harris the very first day and seen her every day since. I met Ruthie as soon as I moved here from Dixon, too. Makes eight years I've known her. And she's been here millions and millions and millions of times. And Miss Harris has been here millions and millions of times. And they've never met each other. Hmm. <laughs> okay, Gus. Okay, what? I've completed the first hundred names of individuals with whom I enjoy a speaking acquaintance. You're going to be angry with me, Rush, but I might as well say it and not be an old hypocrite. I don't care about your first hundred speaking acquaintances. Listen, uh, Mr. Victor Gook, Mrs. Victor Gook, Mr. Fletcher Rush, Mr. Rush Gook, Mr. Smelly Clark. You Mr. enjoy a speaking acquaintance with yourself? I might as well include myself. As far as that goes, there's no reason why I couldn't be a speaking acquaintance of myself. Oh, there, Rush. Oh, yourself. How you feeling? Feeling great. How you feeling? Never better. Why, George, Why right on night? earth this now? A uh, man talking to himself. You know, thought they bumped into each other places. Ruthie and my uh, hair? Yeah, The more I think of it, the more you could put my leg in the tea kettle. Why didn't somebody introduce him at your thimble club? Miss Harris is not a member of the thimble club. Uh, church? Miss Harris goes to Park Inn. He's there on Allen Street. Huh. Why, George, I just thought of a whole slew of speaking acquaintances. The kids I went through the different grades with at Edward's school. Let's see, uh, Paul Keeper, Robert Murray, Everett Baldwin, Forrest Hillman, Ralph Pratt, Joe Rosenberg, Harry Steffen, uh, Laura Getsky, Geraldine Bass. Well, that goes dull. Huh? Your recital is slightly wearisome. I'll say. No, but ain't it surprising how many speaking acquaintances an individual enjoys? Mm. Why, George, I bet if I keep on thinking them up, pretty soon I'll have as long a list as nicers. Mm. What if you walked down the street and bumped into all your speaking acquaintances at once? Mm. Hello, Paul. Hello, Robert. Hello, Everett. Hello, Forrest. Hello, Ralph. Hello, Joe. Hello, Harry. Hello, Laura. Hello, Geraldine. Hello, Wilmore. Hello, Fred. Hello, Margaret. Oh, gosh, for mercy's sake. I am demonstrating what happened if you walked down the street. Well, give us a rest. I tell you the thing about it that gets me. Oh, about my Harris and Ruthie? Ruthie. All these years, they've talked like they knew each other. Ruthie will say, did Miss Harris receive that letter from her sister explaining about Arthur's court? Miss Harris has said 40,000 times, what did Ruthie wear at such and such a place? Her little blue or the tan frock with insertion? Mm-hmm. Just from listening to me, they understand everything about each other. Clothes and relatives and 
little sicknesses and everything. Mm. But never met. Mm. <laughs> Thought of another host, Lewis speaking acquaintances. The guys I've had in my Sunday school classes through the years. Let's see. Uh, Fred Ray, Merlin Beeson, Russell Herman, Ed Bennett, Sam Bavister, uh, William Cleveland, Charles Martis, John Boyland, Clement Costigan, Jack Sweeney, Albert Sit up. By George, if I go on at this rate, I'll beat Nicer's list. I asked Ruthie. I said, surely, Ruthie, you bumped into each other lots of times. Downtown, grocery store, in the Jamiltons and around. She says, yes, we have, many times. I said, well, for goodness sakes, why didn't you speak? She says, well, I thought of it, but something always kind of held me back. Guess I was afraid I'd make myself look pushy. Uh-huh. And I'll just bet you $9 that's the way Miss Harris felt. Afraid if she spoke, Ruthie might get the notion she was pushy. Darn the thing you ever heard, huh? Mm. Why, gracious sakes, a lot. Take turn, please. That's all this now. Getting a uh, crack. Thank you, Scott. Why, gracious sakes, a If it'd been me, I'd have walked up to Miss Harris and says, Miss Harris, I'm Ruthie Sambottom, and you know I'm oh, Ruthie there, Sambottom. Oh, Oh, just sitting around. Yeah. Say, I'm making a list of speaking acquaintances. I haven't counted them, but there's plenty. Pretty soon I expect to have you be. Oh, is that so? How many added on? What's your grand total? Ah. Ah, go on. I guess this is enough of this conversation. Go on. How many? Huh? How many speaking acquaintances is nice you got? Two billion, one hundred and eight million. Six hundred and ninety-seven thousand four hundred and eighty-three. Mm. Ain't that the darndest thing, you? Uh, about Ruthie and my hairs? <laughs> Ain't that the darndest thing? 